I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep. So I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I've got an eight 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 money pit. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now with your home improvement question. Call us with your do-it-yourself dilemma at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Welcome to summer. It's just about here. And I'm excited. It's time to get outside and tackle those projects that are going to make our summer so much more enjoyable, like perhaps the deck. If you haven't tackled a deck improvement lately, maybe now's the time to get that done. Or maybe you want to head inside and work on something that's actually outside, which makes it more comfortable, the air conditioning system. That would be a good project to talk about. Give us a call with what's on your home improvement mind right now at one eight 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 money pit We've got a great show planned for you today. Up first, almost a million children under the age of six in this country suffer from lead poisoning. And we've heard a lot about lead from paint and toys in the news recently, but there's even a bigger danger from the lead paint you might have in your home. So coming up this hour, we're going to tell you what the EPA is doing about it and what you can do to protect your family. And also ahead this hour, now that the weather is warmer across the country, you might be noticing some musty smells in certain parts of your home. And it's not just because your home needs a good airing out or even because it's an older house. That scent that you smell is actually coming from living organisms that are making themselves at home in your home. So we're going to tell you how to kick them to the curb. And we've got some great cooling tips coming up for you this hour. We're going to teach you about the ideal temperatures you ought to be setting your AC at and how to make sure you're using that cooling system in an energy-efficient way so you keep those costs down. And, of course, we've got our weekly prize giveaway. This hour, we're giving away a new Ryobi 4-volt power screwdriver. It's up for grabs. It's brand spanking new to the market. It's worth 30 bucks. so give us a call now at 1-888-MONEYPIT for your chance to win. 888-666-3974. Let's get right to those phones. Leslie, who's first? Joan in California wants to talk bathroom flooring. How can we help? Well, I want to put hardwood in my bathroom and mm. when i mention that to people they think i'm crazy <laughs> well you might be joan because if you use full thickness hardwood in the bathroom and it gets wet it's going to warp and twist and you will not be able to repair it well it doesn't even have to get soaking wet it could just be from right. moisture exactly so we'll give you two ideas the first one is a product called laminate floor now laminate floor can look just like hardwood up to and including the graining in the wood. The laminate floor can be completely submerged and it won't twist. If you are absolutely convinced that you do not want laminate, you want some real wood product, the only choice is engineered hardwood. Mm -hmm. And the reason why engineered will work in a high moisture environment is it's built in the same way that plywood is built. So it's Uh put together in layers of opposing grains, which makes it structurally stable. And then that topmost layer is the actual veneer of that hardwood that you want in the space. But whatever you do, Joan, don't use solid hardwood in the bathroom because, believe me, one spill, one toilet that over flows 
situation like that. You may not have planned Poor it. Poor ventilation. Just That's right. It could really be a big mess. Ah, okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Joan. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we're going to talk to Michael in New Jersey about installing a bathroom in a basement. What can we do for you today? Hi. Uh, I bought a four-bedroom house with only one bathroom, and it's a family of four. So we're having a little bit of problems with that. <laughs> Scheduling. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Mother Nature always calls at the same time. Um, our basement is, has an eight-foot ceiling. It's a huge basement. Okay. And, uh, but the sewage pipe is three feet off the ground. Is there right. anything I can do to install a bathroom down there? Yeah, you absolutely can. What you need um, is a type of pump. Is it a lift pump? Yeah, yeah, and basically what happens is the waste flows into this pump in the floor that is about the size of a sump pump. But it's different. It's all sealed, and it grinds the waste and then lifts it up high enough so that gravity can make it flow into the typical drain line for the house. Would you need one lift pump per fixture, or can a lift pump in one bath handle like a toilet and a shower? No, it would be one, one pump for the entire bathroom. Oh. And it's a fairly okay. big job. I mean, don't get me wrong, because you have to break out the floor to have it installed and have all the lines installed, and it has to be vented um, and, of course, it has to be you know, drained into the, uh, the house drainways vent pipe. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are listening to the Money Pit, and we can help you get everything ready for the summer season, which is knocking on our doors. So give us a call with your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1 888 Money Pit. 888 666 3974. Up next, 38 million American homes have lead paint. Could yours be one of them? Find out what you can do about it next. You're in the Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatru, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Choose the brand more building professionals prefer and add up to $24,000 to the perceived value of your home. For more information, visit Thermatru.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, because one caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a 4-volt lithium-ion power screwdriver from our friends over at RYOBI. It's a great little tool that holds a charge for up to two years, and it includes a set of driver bits. We know our Money Pit listeners, though, are going to go through those charges far faster than two years. <laughs> it's worth 30 bucks. so give us a call at one 888 Money Pit for your chance to win right now. 888-666-3974. Now it's time to talk a bit about lead paint. Are you getting ready to renovate an older home? Well, if your home was built before 1978, chances are that it has lead-based paint somewhere under all of those layers. And the EPA has come up with some brand spanking new rules about how to handle those renovations and the repairs and all the painting jobs in an older home. The rules include lead-safe training for pros, that's a good thing, and following procedures that reduce dust. Now, if you have an older home, you definitely should consider getting a pro involved or at the very least do a little research about how to handle lead paint safely. You know, I know it gets a little scary with lead paint, but you do need to be aware because lead, it's especially harmful for kids because it does affect their brain development. And the vast majority of kids with lead poisoning, they're exposed to lead from old paint that you find in their own homes. So our friends over at the EPA estimate that there are as 
many as 8 million renovations each year that could generate dangerous levels of lead dust, which even in minuscule amounts can harm kids. So go to their website. It's epa.gov and get all the info you can there to keep your family safe. 888-666-3974. If all of that talk about lead paint has reminded you that maybe you need to pick up a paintbrush in your house, pick up the phone and call us first. We can help. Leslie, who's next? Martha in Texas is looking for some help revamping her kitchen. What can we do for you today? Well, I'm circumnavigating a money pit right now, I'm afraid. Okay. Uh, we bought a 1981 contemporary home that uh, is basically being fully remodeled, and we're bringing the bathrooms down to the studs. The kitchen, however, had been recently renovated in that it had new granite countertops and stone tile backsplashes. We had hoped that uh, the solution for us would be to remove the old cabinet doors with visible hinges and old hardware okay. and just sort of reface that way. Um, we've found out since that because the base cabinetry is plywood, paint grade, that new cabinet doors are going to be very heavy and not a great solution for this. So wait a minute, you're, you're concerned that the new cabinet doors will be too heavy for the cabinets themselves? What about the granite countertop that's sitting on top of it? Yeah, I, I don't think that's an issue. I imagine there's some substrate there, but mm -hmm. the doors we're looking at are, are a very contemporary thick door. They're not a shaker style. That's probably a good three-quarter inches thick and heavy. Okay. Can we not just fabricate some doors? They don't have to be three-quarters. Yeah, of course you could fabricate some doors. And there's no reason why your general contractor, if he's, you know, a skilled craftsman, he can make doors from existing lumber that you find in the home center that can look like any door that you want. You can finish them in any way. And because he's custom making them for the situation, you can do a full overlay with those hidden Euro hinges where you never even see the base behind the door. Well, lastly, we're on the same page because that's what I asked for. So I'm waiting on an estimate for the full, uh, reno and uh i should say demo and reno uh but uh you've given me confidence in my first instinct fantastic martha thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit it's taken a long time for bob in south carolina to get his hot water how can we help you well uh last spring i bought a home down here in myrtle beach and we love the place except there's one thing that is driving me nuts all right we turn the hot water on in the kitchen and like most places if you don't have a you know a constant to flow it'll take a minute for the hot water to get there from the hot water heater mm -hmm. i can put up with that but once i get the flow if i use it for a few minutes and say i turn the water off it doesn't have to be a minute and i turn it on again and it's ice cold hmm. and i'm saying what happened to what's in the pipe yeah well you know Copper doesn't make a very good insulator, Bob. Well, it's not even copper. We're talking uh, plastic pipes. Plastic, yeah, well, that too. So it's not going to stay warm for long. Well, you know, the farther the bathroom is away from the water heater, the longer you have to wait. It's a question of distance. What we're seeing today in more, in more newer homes is that we're putting in multiple water heaters, typically using tankless water heaters because they're smaller and they can be uh, you know, easily added to different areas of the house. It doesn't have to be centralized where all your HVAC equipment is. And we're, sh we're shortening the distance that way. Now, if you were to add a return loop that would sort of carry hot water back uh -huh. to the water heater, that's a solution, but it's a real expensive one because you're going to be heating water like crazy and it's going to be costing you a lot of money to uh, heat water that's just circulating through pipes and not being used. All right. 
Bob, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Norma in New York, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? Yeah, hi. Um, my kitchen, I've had uh, like linoleum, like sheets of it. It was glued like on the perimeter of the whole kitchen. This was like eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like shrinking um, from the perimeter of the kitchen. Okay, where the flooring meets the uh, wall, is there a baseboard molding there? Is there a shoe molding? What kind of molding is there? Uh, I guess you should say baseboard. It's okay. wooden. Typically, when you put a vinyl floor down, you would have a baseboard molding, and then you would have what's called a shoe molding, which is sort of like a quarter, like a quarter round, round molding. Because you're going to have shrinkage in a product like that. And it sounds to me like what's happened is it shrank more than whatever molding was covering it. So the easy solution here might be to add a shoe molding, which is like a trim molding that can go against the baseboard and cover that loose edge. Would you need to re-glue down those edges so that there's not further movement? Well, because there's also like rippling underneath even away from the perimeter. You know what I mean? Like it's rippled. Well, in those areas, you may need to have a, a flooring installer come in because there's special tools. There's these big rollers, heavy rollers that they use to try to pull some of that out. That's not something you're going to be able to do on your own. But if it's just a loose seam, you can add an additional layer of trim and cover that up. Norma, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. All right. Countertop Talk with Mark in Washington. What can we do for you? I recently purchased a uh, home, a 20s uh, cottage style. And the kitchen was remodeled in 1972. And they put in a uh, yellow Formica countertop. The backsplash is also yellow Formica. And what's wrong with that? <laughs> well, um, it, it happens to be the house I grew up in. Okay. It's time for a change. After 36 years, I'm a little tired of the you're like, uh, Yeah, Formica. you're ready for a decorating change. <laughs> and what we'd like to do is see if we can go right over the Formica with subway tile as the backsplash. We're going to replace the countertop. The problem is they put the backsplash up, put the Formica up, and then they put the cabinets up over it. And we're going to see if we can um, just go ahead and put the tile on over the Formica, or are we going to have to pull that backsplash off? You actually can go ahead and put the tile over the existing Formica. If it's super smooth and shiny, you may need to scuff it up a little bit just so that the mastic does adhere better to the Formica itself. You want to, of course, you know, it depends on how this was done. Is the countertop inset and then the backsplash is on top of it? You may need to have that counter installed first, just in case there's any movement, cracking, lifting up that sort of shifts that backsplash around. Get your new countertop in and then go ahead and put the tile up. Outstanding. Mark, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Time to help Robert in Rhode Island in the kitchen. What can we do for you? I have a question on uh, my kitchen cabinets. I remodeled the kitchen and I put in sealed particle board cabinets. Okay. On the, the shelf underneath the kitchen sink, there was a stain, and I tried to take it off with a little Ajax or a Comet, and it scuffed the uh, seal. It removed a little bit of the seal, so I'm trying to find out if there's any way I can reseal that particle board to keep moisture out of it. I'm afraid of moisture getting in there. Now, this is just the shelf inside the cabinet? Yeah, it's the, the shelf underneath the kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think you certainly can, and any urethane would work fine for that. I think so. Oh, great. That's very easy to do. It certainly is. Thank you so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up next, how to use your thermostat wisely to save money and keep cool all summer long. And a special contest announcement about how you can win a $5,000 makeover for your house after this. On the Money Pit Radio Show. The Money Pit is brought to you by Bear Premium Plus Ultra Exterior Paint and Primer in One with advanced NanoGuard technology to help you save time and money while preserving your home's exterior finish. For more information, visit Bear.com. That's B-E-H-R.com. Bear products are available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. We are standing by to answer your questions about your do-it-yourself dilemma, helping you get the jobs done around your house. Now, one of those projects might have to do with a door around your house. And if it's an outside door, either your front door, your side door your patio door and you don't like it, well, we've got a great contest that you can qualify for. It's called The Ugliest Door in America. It's being brought to you by our friends at Thermatrue. You know, replacing a door is not a drastic project for you to tackle, but it can deliver some pretty major results. Yeah, this is their fourth year doing this contest, the Search for the Ugliest Door in America. And they're actually picking two grand prize winners. And those winners are going to receive a Thermatrue entry door makeover with a retail value up to $5,000. They're going to install it for you, too. So think about all the money and energy that you're saving. If you want some info for all the details, what you need to do, great website. It's myuglydoor.com. You'll get the full rules and entry rules there. Yeah, so look around your house. Maybe the front door is ugly. Maybe you got one of those really nasty back doors you've been waiting to get rid of for all these years. Now's your chance. There's two ways to enter. You can write a short essay about why you have the ugliest door in America and send it in with a couple of pictures of your door. Or you can produce a one-minute video for those super creative types. They're picking a winner from each category, right? Yeah, I think they are. And actually, they're not going to pick the winner you know who's going to pick up the winner? You are. America is going to vote. Even better. And if your door is one of the two winners, Thermatrue will send a crew to replace it in a makeover that's worth up to 5000 bucks. So for the details, head on over to MyUglyDoor.com. Well, from doors to decks and floorboards to shingles, we are here to answer your home improvement question. So let's get back to it. Leslie, who's next? Now we're going to talk to Shannon in Alabama, who's dealing with condensation on the windows. What's going on? Um, yes, I have uh, six windows in my house that uh, they're vinyl uh, double pane windows that mm-hmm. are uh, getting condensation down around the bottom of the window between the wood and the actual vinyl itself, and around the center section where the two windows meet. And um, it, it's only on. Uh, two sides of my home, and I didn't know if it may have been a uh, insulation problem with the windows or what. I really didn't know. Shannon, did you say that these are thermal pane windows? They're two panes thick, or they're single pane? Two pane, yes. They're two pane. And is the condensation inside between the panes, or is it on one side or the other? It's on the inside of inside of the home. That is, it's not in between the pane. That sounds to me like those insulated panes are not working because if they were, you wouldn't have the temperature differential that you do. It's causing the condensation. You see, if that insulated pane, that thermal pane was working properly, then that would be a fairly warm surface. And 
if you had warm, humid air that touched the chilly surface, for example, in the winter, it would condense. But if it's insulated property, that wouldn't happen. How old are the windows? The windows are, it, the home was built in 2004. Hmm. Um, let me guess, is it happening on the north and the east sides? Uh, yes, I believe it is. And that's because those are the coldest sides of your house. And so you have more temperature change there. I see. So I would say that your first step is to try to reduce indoor humidity any way you can. And the second thing is try to figure out if those windows are still under warranty, because I'm telling you, something's not right with those thermal panes. It should not be happening. Okay. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Shannon. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Hey, would you like to save some money by controlling your home's climate around the clock, even in the summer? Well, you can if you use a programmable thermostat. Now, we typically think about these programmable thermostats to be used only in the wintertime. But in fact, setting the thermostat to control the operation of your central air conditioner can actually manage the excess humidity in your home and reduce those overall cooling bills. These are very inexpensive. They're actually easy to install for as little as about 50 bucks. You can actually be saving some money on those air conditioning bills and controlling humidity all at the same time. And speaking of moisture, that musty smell that you might be noticing in your home, it isn't just from moisture or old age. It could actually be from living, breeding microorganisms all around your house. We're going to tell you how to get rid of them right after this. Hey, 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 money. portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. We're here with your step-by-step guide to home improvement, like turn off the power, then change the electrical outlet. you got to get the steps in the right order so that things come out correctly and safely. Yeah, and that you come out on the other side of that project, too. <laughs> exactly. Call us right now with your home improvement question at one eight 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 money pit because one caller to this hour's program is going to win a 4-volt lithium-ion power screwdriver from our friends at RYOBI. It's a great little tool. It can actually hold a charge for up to two years. you got to love those lithium-ion batteries. They can hold a charge for a long time. It also includes a set of driver bits. It's worth 30 bucks. so call us right now at one one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, maybe you're giving us a call right now to let us know or find out what the heck is causing this musty smell in your basement or even in your bathroom and high moisture situations around your house. Well, what's actually emitting that smell are microorganisms. They emit gases that can create that musty smell inside your house. And they make themselves at home where there's an organic food source like cardboard boxes, carpeting, anything that they can get their hands on, even drywall, little air movement and light 
wet, humid conditions, bathrooms, basements. So to prevent these problems, be sure to treat moist, damp areas around your house with an antimicrobial treatment like a 10% bleach solution or even a 20% depending on how much mold you might be seeing in these areas. You really want to attack it with bleach and water because that's going to stop it and stop it from growing back. 888-666-3974. Let's get back to the phones. Joe in New Jersey, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you today? I have a problem with my basement. It's finished, and uh, last year we had a bad storm, and water came up through the floor, not the walls. The walls are fine, and the carpet I had down there was ruined, and I picked it up, and now you know I want to put something down there. Well, I saw this product. Uh, it's a rubber uh, carpet, I guess. You could call it quote coin grip. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of buildings on staircases and all. And I was wondering if I could lay something like that over the concrete floor that I have. Okay. First of all, carpet, very bad idea for basements for a whole bunch of reasons. It traps moisture. It uh, is a, a food for mold growth and for other types of allergens. So carpet, definitely a bad idea. Um, if you just want to cover the concrete floor, why put any kind of flooring down at all? You could use an epoxy finishing system and paint it. The epoxy systems look pretty good today. They seal the flooring. They do a nice job. They're two-part epoxies. You mix them together. You put them down. They cure within a couple of hours. Sometimes they have color flakes in them. There's a product called Epoxy Shield from Rust-Oleum. There's another one uh, from Quickcrete. Works the same way. And they're very durable and they're easy to maintain. Super durable. If you want some sort of a finished floor, we would recommend laminate. I think that's my solution then. Yes, sir. Joe, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we're going to talk to Crystal in Florida about some mildew. What's going on at your Money Pit? Hi. Um, I have a block home and I have aluminum double pane windows. And during the winters, I wind up with so much moisture on my windows that it actually forms in puddles on my window sills. Oh, no. It, it's a nightmare. It would actually take a full-size towel on each window to dry it off daily. How old is your house? Uh, we built it in 94. Mm, it sounds to me like the thermal paint windows are not doing their job because if they were, uh, the, the glass would be much warmer and you wouldn't be getting condensation. So the solution here is twofold. The expensive solution is to replace your windows. Right. The least expensive way to try to reduce moisture is to try to stop some of the humidity from building up in the house. Okay. First of all, outside the house, look at the drainage conditions at the foundation perimeter. Make sure that the soil slopes away from the wall and the gutters are extended away because that moisture that builds up outside the house will show up as excessive humidity inside. Check all the venting inside the house. And this is the bath vents, the kitchen vents. And thirdly, you know, you have a perfect um, home to use what's called a whole home dehumidifier in. A whole home dehumidifier gets installed into the HVAC system and actually takes humidity out of the entire house. And it's more effective than an air conditioner at doing that, although it uses the same set of ducts. April Air makes a really, really good one that takes out, like, I think it's is it 90 pints of water a day. Mm -hmm. And especially in Florida, you're dealing with such a high moisture yeah. situation. Okay, thank you so much for your help. You're welcome, Crystal. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. More great home improvement advice coming up when we return with the Money Pit, including information about fencing. If you go ahead and pick a vinyl fence, it's a great option to keep your termites away, but you need to make sure that it's installed correctly. We're going to talk about that next. You're, You're listening, listening to, to Extreme, Extreme How-To How Radio. Money Pit! 
Money Pit is being brought to you by Guardian Home Standby Generators, America's choice in power outage protection. Learn more at guardiangenerators.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And when you find yourselves listening to the Money Pit, and all of a sudden a bit of information goes in one ear and out the other, but you really wanted to hold on to it, well, have no fear. We've got lots of ways for you to get that piece of information again. You can go to moneypit.com, and then you can download our podcast. It's totally free, and we've got a year's worth of shows there archived. And plus, our entire website, it's fully searchable. So start looking by topic, put everything in those search folders. You'll find it. You will find that information right there and get you that little thing that you needed to know right then and there. And if you can't find it, we'll head on over to the Listen section and click on Ask Tom and Leslie, just like Russ did from Hackettstown. All right, Russ writes, Three years ago, I had a vinyl fence put around my front yard. The installation was shoddy. Some of the fence posts rise and fall during the winter season. The contractor came back once and pulled the posts out, then filled them with concrete. Now the main post for my swing gate has cracked and literally fallen apart. The fence contractor will not honor my lifetime warranty and can't give me the manufacturer's name of my fence. What should I do, and what can be done about the posts rising in the winter months? Well, the first thing you should do is sue your contractor because you know he's playing a game with you here not giving you the name of the manufacturer and and not honoring the warranty obviously he made a promise to you he's not keeping he's uh, pretty much ignoring you at this point so i think a lawsuit's in your future in terms of the posts that are rising in the winter months obviously they were not set right those posts need to be set about three feet below grade. If they're set three feet below grade, they should not be affected by frost. And the other thing is that I generally don't like to use concrete to set fence posts. Yeah, you like using the gravel so things drain. I'm telling you, it's so solid. You're just amazed. You think, how can they possibly be solid when you're only using gravel? But it really is amazing how strong they can be. What I do is I drop my posts in, and then I use some gravel right around the post, and it's real important to tamp them. Now, the best way to tamp them is with a tamping iron, which is this long metal bar with a metal disc on the end. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have it, a two by four works just as well. A little harder on the hands and the arms, but it works just as well. And someone's holding the post fully plumb, square, level, everything? Well, what you do is you start fairly plumb and then you tap a little bit and then you sort of put some more stone on there and you tap a little more and you can actually kind of work it from one side to the other that way. And when you're done, it's really rock solid. All right, good luck with that lawsuit. Now, I've got another one here from Ann in Monroe, Connecticut, who writes, My 43-year-old 275-gallon oil tank located in my basement has almost 100 gallons of sludge at the bottom. At one point, I ran out of oil when it was still half full. If my oil dealer doesn't have an answer, who does? Uh, What's wrong with these contractors? Your oil dealer should be perfectly suited to remove old sludge and clean out old tanks. Now, Are they supposed to do that seasonally or no? Well, from time to time, maybe every couple of years. It sounds like this is a severe problem. What I would do in a situation like this is I would, you know, once all of the oil is off the top, so only the sludge is left, you may actually have to add something to that to get it liquid enough so that you can pump it out. You may have to add some water in there or something of that nature 
and then sort of mix it up and then pump out that sludge. Now, it does become toxic waste in terms of what you have to do to get rid of it. But frankly, that's something that oil dealers deal with all of the time. All right. Good luck with that, Ann. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. I want to encourage you to check out my blog at moneypit.aol.com. This week, I've got a great article there about the coolest new tools on the market that were introduced at the 2008 National Hardware Show that we were out there earlier this month. And also remember, if you'd like to win a $5,000 makeover for one of the entries to your home, you can get all of the details to our Ugliest Door in America contest, which is being brought to you by our friends over at Thermatru at MyUglyDoor.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.